2: Hello, everybody, welcome to the final regular season uncontested postgame podcast of the year. Game 82 of 82, we did it, we made it, the end, hooray. The Thunder close out the regular season by beating the Milwaukee Bucks 127 to 116. Uh, it was a game where the, you hoped the Thunder would win. The Bucks were playing essentially nobody, no Antetokounmpo, no Bledsoe, no Snell, no Lopez. So you had guys like DJ Wilson uh, in the starting lineup, and Bonzi Colson, and they had a guy named Frazier that tried to kill Stephen Adams, and a bunch of G League stars, basically. But as we know, uh, as we know all too well, that. Playing against a G-League squad doesn't mean anything with this Thunder team. Uh, We saw them lose to a dilapidated Mavs team. We saw them lose to a shorthanded Grizzlies team. And so as a Thunder fan, I didn't feel confident coming into tonight, if I'm being honest, especially because of what they did last night against the Houston Rockets, the dramatic victory over a tough Houston Rockets squad that really wanted a win Huge comeback, big Paul George shot. It just felt like it would be the most Thunder thing of all the Thunder things for them to win that game and then come out tonight and lose to the Bucs and jeopardize their chances in the playoff standings. But that didn't happen. Thank goodness. Uh, the Thunder locked up the sixth seed. They finished the season with a 49-33 and record. We know they'll be the sixth seed. Uh, The only thing is, right now, we don't know who they're playing. Uh, By the time most of you listen to this, we probably will know who they're playing, but I didn't want to stay up that late to record this podcast, so let's break down the scenarios real quick. If Denver wins tonight, and the Trailblazers win, which is notable because the Trailblazers announced they were sitting Lillard and McCollum, and then announced that Lillard might not be sitting, but McCollum probably still is, so we're not really sure what Portland's plans are for tonight. But if Denver wins and Portland wins, uh, blazers will be in the three seed and it'll be trailblazers thunder. If Denver wins and Portland loses, it'll be rockets thunder. And if Denver loses, uh, regardless of what Portland does, it'll be nuggets thunder. So definitely keep your eyes on the nuggets game, the trailblazers game. It'll be interesting. It feels like the most likely scenario is probably rockets thunder and my feelings on that are kind of mixed. You know, the Thunder went 3 and 1 against them this season. Uh, lots of close games. The Thunder had two massive comebacks. The one last night was a, a 15 point comeback. Earlier in the season, the Thunder had a 26 point comeback on the Rockets. So there's positives and negatives to take from that. You know, one is obviously they went 3 and 1. Uh, that's a good thing. Being able to come back is a good thing. Having to come back, especially from 26 points down, not as good of a thing. The The biggest feeling I have about it is that a playoff series against the Rockets is going to put me in the hospital. Because last night's game, just any time I watch the Rockets, it's just the most frustrating basketball to watch on the planet. Watching Harden manipulate the referees into foul calls just drives me bonkers and for the record I don't blame Harden the rules are the rules and the refs are going to call him like they call him and he's taking advantage of it that's what smart players should do that's what Kevin Durant did for a couple years in Oklahoma City with the rip move my my issue lies with the referees uh, the NBA has to do something about this because Harden is doing exactly that. He is manipulating the game of basketball and turning it into something that I don't think it should be. Uh, he's using the referees using contact by, you know, wrapping defenders arms or putting him in a headlock. I don't know whatever you're into. Um, he, he's doing things that, that are not natural basketball movements. They're not a part of the game. He's, initiating contact in a way that we've never seen a player do before. So credit to him for taking advantage of it. But man, it is pretty sickening to watch. So the thought of a playoff series against them where I have to watch that over and over and over and over um, makes me feel a little queasy. I think all Thunder fans are hoping for a trailblazers matchup sweeping Portland. This season is awesome. Uh, It does still make me a little nervous just because of historically how much we've struggled in Portland. Um, Nurkic's leg dangling obviously helps things. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't make fun of that. But uh, not having Nurkic definitely changes things for that team. And then Denver's a weird one because I think if you ask most Thunder fans, they feel more confident about a Denver matchup. And for what reason? I have no idea. They got swept by the Nuggets this season, uh, and the Nuggets just flat out looked like a better team in most of those games. It wasn't like you know close games like we've had in the Houston uh, series this season where it could have gone either way and the Thunder just made more shots or the Nuggets made more shots. But you know, it was pretty thorough butt kickings in all of those. Uh, the only like silver lining I can take is it reminds me of the 2016 season when the Thunder – Everybody knows the Western Conference Finals, and they went up 3-1, and they looked like they had the Warriors' number. Um, the series before that, they dominated the Spurs, the 67-win Spurs. Um, and both of those teams just thoroughly dominated Oklahoma City in the regular season. So you can't always use the regular season as a barometer of how a team is going to do come playoff time. It's obviously you know a good measure. You've played four games against these teams. You have a good idea of what they're about. But overall, the playoffs are a new a new season. Um Billy has shown the ability to make adjustments come playoff time, and I think we'll continue to continue to see that. So I don't expect whoever we end up facing, I don't expect those games to look anything like their regular season counterparts. That's all I'm gonna talk about the playoff matchups, because uh Thursday night, tomorrow night, we are going to be recording our playoff preview pod. And we have lined up guests from uh, podcasts of all of our potential opponents. So we will have somebody who knows the Thunder's playoff opponent well. We'll be able to talk with them, uh, hear their side of things as far as how they perceive the matchup with OKC. It should be really great. should be great insight to get you ready for the playoffs uh, and help learn a little bit more about our opponent once we know who that is. Uh, Let's talk about tonight, though. The Thunder um the Thunder used a record-breaking performance in many senses of the word tonight to beat the Bucks. This is there there's a handful of records that were broken tonight. I'm just going to go through them all. First, franchise record 40 assists. That's huge. Huge for this team to see them moving the ball. They're just historically not great at ball movement. They're traditionally very low in assists in the NBA. So 40 assists for them, new franchise record, incredible. Similar, franchise record, 23 three-pointers. That breaks the record they had earlier in the season to the Lakers, where they hit 22 threes. Um, Obviously, everybody knows the game in the NBA is just drifting out to the three-point line. Three-point attempts are up, so obviously three-point makes are up as well. However, we know the Thunder are not a good shooting team. For most of the season, that one outlier being like January, (laughs) but everything else, they've been pretty terrible. So not only did they make 23 threes tonight, but they did it on 42.5% shooting, which is incredible for this team. It's much higher than their season average. Um, For most of the game, they were above 50%, and they were just lights out. It was one of those scenarios where, honestly, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. They were shooting 50% from three. They were falling in love with the three-point shot. And honestly, kind of like we saw, so the the game where they set the previous uh, record of 22 against the Lakers, that's the one where they kind of collapsed late and couldn't make shots. And they shot uh, something ridiculous like 13 three-pointers in overtime or something like that and couldn't make any of them. And that's the thing that you see with this team is when they make the three, they expect to keep making the three. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Fortunately, tonight it did happen. Uh, One of the best shooting performances of the season for OKC. Next, a couple individual records. Schroeder hit a career-high eight three-pointers tonight. He was just in fuego, and he came out swinging from the get-go. He was the leading scorer after the first quarter with 10 points. He finished with 32 to lead all scorers. Uh, He had 8 of 15 from behind the three-point arc, 4 of 4 from the free-throw line, 5 boards, 3 assists, 4 steals, Incredible game from Schroeder who was inserted into the starting lineup because Paul George was out with shoulder soreness. Uh, I want to touch on this real quick before we get to the last record. Paul George sitting out made me very nervous coming into tonight. Like I said, I know the Bucks were short-handed, but we know this Thunder team likes to play down to their competition. So when I saw that Paul George was out, it was kind of like, oh, crap. Like, this, this could be a game that the Thunder drop. What makes me nervous is in the long term. Uh, we obviously need a healthy Paul George come playoff time. So I'm hoping tonight was just like an abundance of caution, like he had a little soreness. Let's go ahead and sit him out so that he can have a few extra days rest uh, going into the playoffs to try and get him healthy. But it's just been something with Paul that it's been nagging him for the latter half of the season, and it's been apparent. So I hope that OKC can do everything in their power to get him healthy because we need a fully healthy playoff P. The last record that I want to touch on, uh, Russell of House Westbrook ties Magic Johnson for second all-time in triple-doubles with 138. Russ finished with 15 points, 11 boards, and 17 assists, and he was dealing. Uh, He he only took 10 shots. He was 7 of 10 from the floor, only three three three-point attempts. Uh, It was a game that, without PG, you thought, Russ could, you know, take some extra burden. We've seen him do that a lot this season, but it didn't really seem like that was his focus. He was facilitating early and often and the 17 assists, uh, 40 overall for the team. I think that just speaks to what the Thunder's mindset was tonight. Now I'm not going to get too into like the X's nose, cause let's be real. This is like a G league buck squad and they played a freaking zone for most of the game. So there's nothing really to take away from tonight other than like, I don't know, whoever your playoff opponent is probably don't play his own. Uh, but I don't. I don't think the Thunder have to worry about that. Realistically, uh, it was kind of a throwaway game. It's one that you're glad to see the Thunder take care of business to lock up the six seed, uh, control control their standing a little bit, and not have to rely on others to determine whether they go seven or eight. Uh, what we do know, they don't have to play the Warriors first round, and hallelujah to that because I wasn't ready to be swept. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, so the rest of the game, you know, it's really, like I said, not a ton you can take away. I think the biggest thing is was was trying to get the win and get everybody out of there healthy. A uh, little bit of a question mark with that. Steven Adams uh, in the second half went up, driving the lane, uh, took a pass from Schroeder, went up for a layup, and Fraser just kind of grabbed his arm and yanked him down. It was kind of a scary moment. He rolled over, kind of rolled into the stanchion. And on the close up on on the on the broadcast, it looked like his arm was kind of shaking a little bit, which is always kind of scary. Uh, involuntary shaking is is a bad thing, um, especially for a guy like Steven Adams, who we know doesn't let things really affect him. He went to the locker room. I guess was that in the first half? I don't know. I don't know where I am. I'm exhausted, guys. I've been traveling. I apologize. Um, he went to the locker room. He came back out later. He was on the bench. He was playing with some weird thing in his hand. I don't know what it was. kind of looked like a tiny hair dryer, but I, I doubt that's actually what it was. Uh, and then he came in the game later. So promising, promising that he was able to come back in. He didn't do a whole lot. He only played 12 minutes tonight. But again, it's about being healthy going into the playoffs. And this team has traditionally, traditionally, what am I talking about? This team has been beat up lately. Um, and they need to do their best to try to beat a hundred percent come playoff time, especially if they're going to draw somebody like the rockets who we know have just continued to get hurt in the playoffs. Uh, if it's rockets thunder, I think Taylor said this earlier tonight, he said, that'll be the series of like, who can stay healthy the longest. <laughs> and it's kind of a joke, but like, really like CP 3s like a hundred years old and he's making a million dollars for every year he's been alive and just can't keep his hamstrings together. Uh, it, it'll it be interesting to see how that plays out. But obviously, a healthy squad is a happy squad. Uh, I need the Thunder to be healthy because I don't want that to be a crutch for this team as we go into the playoffs. Other than that, uh, like I said, not a ton to really take away from this game tonight. It's a good win. It's a necessary win. Uh, it was against a, a garbage G League Bucs squad Um I, I jokingly tweeted from the uncontested account, like, which G League player is going to go off tonight? Uh, DJ Wilson, he went off. He had 18 points. Uh, he was lighting lightin up the thunder early, seemed like he couldn't miss. Uh, what's his name? Colson Bonzi? Bonzi Coulson. Uh, Bonzi Colson finished with 21. I, I've literally never heard of him in my life before tonight. Um, shout out to anyone listening to this that knew who Bonzi Colson was before tonight. You're a better basketball fan than I am. But uh, the Thunder lock up to six seed. We will find out tonight, uh, depending on the Denver game and the Portland game, both of which just started. Portland's playing Sacramento. They're currently up four to two. Look out, guys. And then uh, Denver's playing the Timberwolves. Denver's up seven to four. Things are really shaping up. Keep an eye on those. We'll know who we play tomorrow. We'll be back with you tomorrow night with our playoff preview pod. If you want a little more excitement and analysis, I highly recommend you check out last night's Post game pod uh, the thrilling game over the Rockets Taylor and Jacob broke that down did a great job uh, it's a it's a good listen uh, as we move to the playoffs just to get you ready with all your Thunder breakdowns and then like I said look for us tomorrow night uh, with our playoff preview podcast we will be having a guest from whoever the Thunder face once we know who that is uh, we'll be having them on we'll be breaking down the playoff series and get us ready it's gonna be a good weekend uh, Masters weekend if you're into golf You've got the Game of Thrones premiere on Sunday night and then the playoffs. The uh Thunder playoffs start this weekend and personally, I am legitimately terrified that the Thunder will get the late game on Sunday night and it'll be on at the same time as Game of Thrones and I'm going to have a serious conflict of interest and I'm going to just have to delete Twitter off my phone for one of those things because I can't watch them both at once. But regardless, we're going to have fun this weekend. Uh, thanks for following along with us on Twitter. If you don't, check us out at the underscore uncontested. If you like gear, thunder uh, uniforms, all that kind of stuff, follow me on Twitter at OKC Tracker. Check out the other guys on the podcast as well. Uh, we all have kind of our own uh, takes on things. You can follow at Crane NBA. He's a he's a big stat guy. Nick Nick dives into the numbers. He gets into that kind of thing. At Thundermob four oh five. Lots of nerd stuff And probably plenty of penis jokes uh, At Boomtown RW. Especially if you're an OU fan Highly recommend you follow Kamiar uh, He does lots of uh, pop culture bits It's good stuff And then at Taylor underscore P15 Follow Taylor uh, for a little bit of everything uh, Taylor's a good dude He's got some really good retweets Dragon Ball Z get gifs And things of that nature Check us out Playoffs are going to be fun Game of Thrones is going to be fun uh, We're going to be here for you all with it all a little bit of everything uh but that's it for tonight guys thanks for listening let's get psyched for this weekend psyched for the playoffs and psyched for whoever ends up on the iron throne um someone lots lots of people are gonna die i'll leave it at that death all around uh valor morgolis thunder up.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance.